Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Monday, October 3rd. Markets are mixed this morning in the U.S., so you have Dow futures up 20 points. That's about 5 basis points. S&P futures are down 7 points. That's about 20 basis points. And then NASDAQ futures are down about 70 points. That's about 65 basis points. So underperformance so far in the NASDAQ, you have Tesla shares down about 5% pre-market. Um, and that is after they reported Q3 deliveries over the weekend. That fell a little bit short of expectations. European shares are getting hit relatively hard. So you have the major indices in Europe down about 1.5%. Underperformance in banks, autos, industrials, all those subgroups are down over 2%. You have outperformance in utilities, energy, and telecom. Um, Credit Suisse shares shares are getting hit hard again. So they're off about 8%, um, give or take. The CDS for uh, for Credit Suisse is widening out again. Um, a lot of noise on Credit Suisse late last week and over the weekend. Nothing is confirmed. If anything, you have a ton of press articles pushing back against all this anxiety. Um, you know, banks are prone to get caught into these doom loops, given that market confidence is so important to their business models. So you have CDS widening, the stock goes down. People think something's bad. CDS widens further, stock goes down further. Um, so you're you're trapped in this loop. I would, you know, I would go back to about two weeks ago on Twitter over the weekend where you had a lot of noise around something happening in China. Um, you know, Twitter should not be the first and last source of uh, news items for anyone in, in, you know, throughout the day. So I don't think there's any type of imminent catastrophe happening with Credit Suisse. I don't think necessarily sh- people should be running out and buying the stock. Um, but I push back very strongly against all this kind of Lehman moment type talk um, with regards to Credit Suisse. In Asia, you had mixed price action. Japan traded higher. The Hang Seng fell about 80 basis points. You have China closed and South Korea were closed. China's closed all week through the Golden Week holiday. Um, oil is rallying very strongly this morning. There were uh, there are a ton of media reports over the weekend that you're going to see OPEC implement a very large production cut at the meeting on Wednesday. Um, so I would say last week, the talk was around 500,000 approximately. Um, over the weekend, that jumped to over a million barrels per day. So crude is up about 3 to 4% this morning so far. Um, and that meeting is being held on Wednesday. In the UK, you saw the government come out and reverse course to a certain extent. So part of the trust fiscal plan was to eliminate the top tax bracket of 45%. They are now going to keep that in place. Um, this follows enormous political pressure. It looks like that would not have passed Parliament, um, given uh, a rebellion within the Tory party itself. The other components of the plan are due to stay in place for now. But obviously, if markets push back further, if there's more political pressure, there could be further revisions. Um, you know, you did see a reaction initially in UK markets. So gilts rallied. They've since reversed. So 10-year gilt yields are about flat this morning. Um, the pound is up about 30 basis points. You're not seeing a real dramatic reaction. I think if anything, it kind of undermines confidence in the government even further. Um, but you know, this remains a very fluid situation. You are going to have the OBR, which is the Office of Budget Responsibility in the UK. They're going to be submitting to the government on Friday, this Friday, um, a set of fiscal projections based on the trust plan. Those are not supposed to be made public, but I have to imagine they will be. Uh, they'll find their way in the press, um, you know, around later this week, just given how much focus there is on this topic. Um, those are kind of the major highlights as far as uh, news items are concerned. In Ukraine, 
and Russia, you kind of, um, you know, you're in a similar situation. So the Ukraine forces continue to recapture major territory. They recaptured an important um, town that has been, that was used by Russia as a big supply hub. Um, and they're, and they're kind of still marching further um, and, and retaking for additional territory. Um, you know, the Putin annexation announcement from Friday, um, you know, again, I conti- I continue to think this is an effort by Moscow to freeze the war that they are losing badly. Um, you know, there's a lot more talk about nuclear weapons, you know, for a variety of reasons. I don't think that's very likely at all. It wouldn't accomplish anything for Russia, um, which is the big reason why I don't think it's very likely. So I think at a certain point in time, Ukraine will not be able to push Russia out completely of the territory they now hold. They are going to be able to retake um, you know, additional land. And I think once they kind of hit up into that point of resistance, that's when I think you're going to see kind of a freeze take place. Um, and again, I wrote a lot about this, but I think you can kind of look at it as almost a Korea type situation that you have this frozen conflict in place forever, for however long Putin will be in power, if not beyond that. Um, those are kind of all the major themes and trends for today, as far as news is concerned. Um, on today's calendar, you really only have the U.S. manufacturing ISM at 10 a.m. That's the only major event that's scheduled. For this week, in terms of macro news, I think the jobs report, so you have the JOLTS report tomorrow morning, and then you have the um, the BLS labor report on Friday. I think those are going to be the big events by far. This market, to the extent people want to see a rally, um, very weak JOLTS and very weak jobs on Friday would be terrific as far as um, you know spurring a rally. The Fed has been clear that not only do they want to see disinflation, but they also want to see the unemployment rate um, and or the participation rate go up. So they're going to want to see both of those. I think you you have, you know, I think the disinflationary forces in the economy are building in strength. Um, it's not really coming through yet in the CPI or the PCE, but it will. Um, and so now you want to see, you know, you want to see weakness in the labor report, unfortunately, um, in order for the Fed to kind of start to moderate its language. And that is everything for today, Monday, October 3rd. Thank you for listening.